I never had a plum or tuna fish Baby, no Let me try some new exciting dish Baby, no Bok choy, collard greens, pad thai So many foods I haven't tried I'm kinda scared to eat them I won't lie Welcome to Baby Mouth. I'm Jimmy Smagula. I love saying that. You know, I I just love doing this podcast. I really look forward to it on the days that I tape. And it's just been such a crazy adventure. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Baby Mouth Pod. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Jimmy Smagula. Not only am I excited this week, but frankly, I'm scared because my guest this week is the executive producer and co-star of Kindred Spirits on Discovery Plus. He's a ghost hunter. Now, I I can't, I'm not even going to just say anymore. I'm just going to bring him on because I'm so nervous to hear why the hell he's doing this to himself. Please welcome Adam Berry. Adam, welcome to Baby Mouth. Hi, Jimmy. Glad to be here. Adam, why? Are you doing this to yourself? You know, I just needed some excitement, I think. I think I needed a little excitement. (laughs) I mean, how did it begin for you? Because you've done numerous ghost hunting shows. So let's go from the beginning. How did it start? Well, let's start at the very beginning. In 2001, I met a man named Jimmy Smagula. So we... (laughs) We go way back. Yes, we do. The audience needs to know that first and foremost. Yes. The audience needs to know. So we, <laughs> nothing is off limits. Um, <laughs> I always, I've always had a fascination with ghosts. And I, I grew up on like Stephen King novels and Goosebump books and, uh, you know, 80s ghost movies like Ghostbusters and ghosts. I mean, like these things were in my life uh, growing up. And I've always had a fascination with it. And... Mm-hmm. The fascination became a hobby uh, okay. because, you know, I, I actually, the what's crazy is I had the, the weirdest paranormal experience ever in my life uh, on a TheaterWorks USA tour. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so let's, listeners will know what that is. And uh, we were at Gettysburg. We were playing the theater in Gettysburg, right? And you just did an episode at Gettysburg, I saw on your we Instagram. Did. We did. And I decided after the show that day, the early morning matinee, as yes. I call it, um, to go on a ghost tour that night. And I went on the ghost tour because I was fascinated about ghosts and I wanted to know more. Okay. And uh, uh, long story short, the, the, the tour ended just after midnight in the, in the middle of a battlefield. And they were talking about how if you look down, you can see all these ghosts in the trees and you know spirits and whatever. And I said, can I go down there? And the tour guide was like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but you can. And I said, okay, cool. And I left and I went to look. Oh my God. And, you know, at this point I didn't know what to expect. It it was more, I had more of like a show me attitude. Like if I'm going to see something, I want to see something, right? Like Uh there's got to be a purpose for it. That's not my attitude ever when it comes to ghosts. My (laughs) attitude is I don't ever want to see, hear, or feel anything 
ever, ever. That is my attitude. I would be a terrible ghost hunter television show host because I would just have my eyes closed the entire time and my <laughs> fingers in my ears. You know, you might not be the best, best no. ghost host, but you could still have experiences. So, I mean, I was not planning on having an experience. Right. I mean, my, my, my whole thing was like, I just want to see what happens. Right. And I was, at, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I heard what sounded like people shouting, like, and it wasn't somebody next to me. It sounded like they were at war. Mm -hmm. I heard gunshots. I heard distant cannon fire. And this was down in this section. I even brought somebody back to experience the activity with me so that they could verify that (gasps) it is happening. And, And we, you know, and it happened. And so this whole scenario and situation really changed me in a way that, I probably, I mean, I, I, there's really no words. It's like something happened and I was like, what the actual F is this? Like, what oh is this? I don't God. understand it. I need to find out what it is. And so I started reading and doing research and, and it became a hobby. And of course my, uh, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, yes. and we live, we winter, uh, you know, we live in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And in the winter, it's fairly quiet. <laughs> I would imagine so. You know, and there's not much to do, but you know, you're back then our friends would house sit in the winter in these old Cape Cod homes that were supposedly haunted. And we would take the time to go and see if we could have experiences. And so it became a hobby. Uh, it was a hobby that became a career. Uh, wow. And I, I always say I did not have a choice in the matter. I don't think I did. Um, it chose me. And, you know, fortunately, uh, the theater background that I grew up with enables me to be able to have a conversation and talk to a camera. And then the passion, the passion for this like exploration of the afterlife fuels everything else. Let me tell you. So, you know, I was just on the national tour of Les Mis for about nine months before the whole shutdown, before the whole COVID shutdown. And they were mostly one week stop. So this is right. grueling every Monday. I'm in an airport going somewhere else. And San Antonio, Texas is on the schedule, and I'm really looking forward to going there because the Alamo is there, and they have a beautiful river walk, and and I, I, I can't wait to get to San Antonio. And I sign up for the company hotel, you know, months in advance. They, they make the deadline months in advance, so I sign up for the company hotel in San Antonio, and like, you know, the week before we're going to go to San Antonio, I'm like, oh, let me check out. What is this hotel? Is it far away from the theater? I know what you're talking about. So I Google the Hotel Sheridan Gunther Hotel. And the first thing that comes up is one of the most haunted hotels in America. There was a murder on the sixth floor. There was another murder. There's a room there that is locked that they don't let anybody go in or out of. They have a padlock on the door or something. Now, okay. So I'm like, holy shit, I can't stay there. I can't do this I'm for a week. I can't do six nights in a haunted um, hotel. Did you move? No, it was too late. I couldn't find anywhere else. So I stayed at the Gunther Sheridan Haunted. And let me tell you, the hallways are like wide and long. There's mirrors in the hallway. It's so scary i didn't have any experiences but the first night i got there i asked my friend Lori what to do and she was like listen just talk to the ghosts tell them Mm -hmm. that you don't want any problems so i literally 
laid in my bed. I even put it on my Instagram, but I laid in bed and I was like, ghosts, if you're here, please let me be in peace. I come in peace. I'm not here, but I brushing my teeth. I'm looking in the mirror behind me in the room. I'm so scared. How are you not scared out of your mind all the time? Um, you know, okay. So you, uh, I don't think you can do this if you're scared out of your mind all the time. And I just want to point out, like you didn't say in the most haunted hotel, haunted (gasps) hotel in San Antonio, there is another one because I just looked it up because I was like, was that the hotel that I stayed at? And I think there's one that's even more haunted, uh, that I stayed at. But here's the, I mean, the one thing you have to realize is ghosts like in our version in our way of looking at ghosts they were they were once people right Right. they were once living people so if they live in spirit form right why do you have to be afraid of them like what could they what's the worst they could possibly do well the thing is i've seen television shows of these people that are like when i went to sleep i woke up and i had scratch marks down my back and i got beat up by an apparition and i'm possessed i've seen people do exorcism so do you not believe that ghosts can can like physicalize their ghostness yes i okay so ghosts can Ghosts can they can push, shove, scratch, touch. They can talk. Are you kidding me? Aren't you afraid one of them's going to follow you home? They have. Oh my lord! And you're not afraid? No, because that's the nature of the business. If you if you actively go out to seek ghosts, what's to say if they have intelligent thought that they can't accompany you to your next place that you travel? Now we like to say a lot of different things. So first and foremost. Hollywood and television has made a really good, um, uh, they made a really good genre in the horror realm, right? Hell yeah. I, some, of my, some of my favorite movies are, you know, the, the creepy, scary movies, right? But I have never, ever, ever in the thousands of cases that I've done ever seen someone being lifted up and thrown across the room by a ghost, okay. right? Never seen that. I've seen people scratched. I've <gasps> seen people get pushed. I've seen people fall and they say a ghost pushed them but did they trip i mean there's lots of things to consider when someone says they have this negative aggressive activity but the way we like to look at it is 99.9 percent of the time that entity that you're going to interact with is not going to be a demonic force right it's just not going to be that's just not going to happen it's going to be in our opinion an intelligent spirit that needs something or wants something the reason why it's acting out and being aggressive is maybe it's angry mm-hmm. maybe it's pissed off about something and it there's no and they're trying to get your attention and they sort of overshoot the basket right. as you will so we have stayed in some of the most haunted hotels in the world and like the stanley hotel in estes park colorado is where stephen king stayed uh, a couple of nights to get his idea for the shining yes. we've investigated that place and stayed there so many times right and the thing is, that place is haunted. That place is really, really haunted. And some of the craziest things I've ever seen has happened at that hotel. But no one's ever been killed by a ghost. No one has ever been like mauled by a spirit. It's more about their fear overtaking their rational judgment. And then they sort of create a scenario in their brain. And they're like, I can't be here. I have to go. That's me. Right. Well, the thing is the worst thing that a spirit can do that we feel that human spirit can do is get your attention a little, just like a little aggressively or something you're not used to. Now, don't get me wrong. A disembodied voice, we're just like a voice that 
that you hear and there's no like there's no mouth that, uh-huh. you know just kind of comes out of nowhere or like you know an object being moved it's just in our opinion the way that they you know have a chance to interact with you in some way and that can be very terrifying and scared but if it's someone's grandmother that's not so scary, right? Like if it's just a granny. Do you think that every dead person becomes a ghost? Like, do you think my grandmother's walking around? <laughs> Wouldn't that be swell? It would be, great. That be like, great. Like that would be great because she was awesome. That'd be great. But do you think everybody, like when I die, am I going to become a ghost? Like in. No, I think there are, re- I think uh, there are, so first and foremost, everything we do is theory, right? Like yes. everything we do is theory. There, truthfully, I, I hope one day we're going to know like without a doubt, but really we probably won't know until we 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 die right? right so theoretically every ghost that we encounter there's a purpose and a reason for them to exist okay. right like uh their name is wrong on a tombstone or they built a empire and they're watching over their hotel or they uh we've even encountered a case where a, of someone who died from from a lung infection was trying to warn the family that there was asbestos uh <gasps> and black mold in the house, right? Like that was the purpose for them to do that. I do not think that everybody who dies becomes a ghost, but I think there is this unfinished business thing that happens, or there is something that occurs where uh, an entity will stick around. Um, And then I just had a conversation with somebody the other day where it was like, you know, it would be be cool to believe that your grandmother can come down and like kiki for you with you for a minute, right? But- and maybe they can, because there are times we're going through trials and tribulations, especially this past year, where you feel you're so down and you feel like mm-hmm. you can't dig yourself out of whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, your grandmother will come to you or like there will you'll think of her. Or you'll think of a loved one who's passed. What's to say that's not them interjecting themselves into your. Yes. Right. I don't know. I mean, I hopefully it would be, wouldn't that be nice if we could all just sort of. So nice. I would love to know that I could hang out with my grandmother again. Wouldn't that be wonderful i mean have you ever had dreams about her that are so vivid that you can't quite explain i only dream about celebrities adam barry it's very weird (laughs) no i I have dreamt about hillary clinton once a month for like 10 years (laughs) i dream about gloria estefan i had a dream about i just had a dream that denzel washington was driving me somewhere in a car and we were having a great i only have great dreams with celebrities that's that's actually kind of cool, though, because then you're like hanging out with them yeah. whenever you want. It's never a nightmare. It's always a terrific, like one Hillary Clinton dream I had was that we were in front of like the Capitol or the White House. This was just a couple of years ago. And someone had taken my iPad. I realized that my iPad was gone. And she said, Jimmy, I can have another iPad for you here in 30 seconds. And I was like, thank you, Hillary. Thank you. I'm going to need another iPad like that. Or like we were in a small boat, she and I, and we were looking at a huge cruise ship that we were on, but we were in this little boat. And she was like, isn't that an incredible achievement that big? And I was like, I know, Hillary, it's incredible. Look at that big boat. Like those are my, but it's all like the feeling is always happy. And I'm always like, like James Gandolfini came to me in a dream once. And I said to him, we were in a beautiful kitchen with a beautiful marble Island. He was in a tuxedo with the tuxedo bow tie undone. And I said to him, I called him Jim, which I have no right to do. I don't know the man. And I said, (laughs) Jim, I just want to be half as good as an actor as you were. 
And he said, you already are. And I woke up. Like, those are the dreams I have. Incredible celebrity dreams. I mean, I, I think, you know, you need a dream analysis or a dream book <laughs> to look at it. Because I feel like that. But that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you are in a business where you are continually striving for your next thing. And, your next, yes. and I feel like that plays into it. I mean, in terms of like dreaming about relatives who have passed, like there are a lot of people who say that I have people that come to me in dreams or like people that have passed and they're so real and they're right there with me. And so do you believe in all of it? Meaning mediums, psychics, astrology, like kind of all of the things that are kind of with the other side. I think if you believe in ghosts, and you think ghosts exist, you've got to, you've got to believe in everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's so funny. So to say that like psychics don't exist or Sasquatch or Bigfoot or like all these like cryptozoology things, like there's got to be something behind it. Like astrology has been around for millennia, right? Like people have been looking at the stars and creating their destinies based off of what they see. Like this stuff is rooted in something. Yes. That is older than our society and so i feel like if you believe in one thing you've got to at least be open to everything yeah if you believe in ghosts you're in it you're in it you're 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 in clocked in you're You're clocking in in, that's it you're not going to clock out there's one psychic that we work with his name is chip coffee yes i love him yes the thing is chip is the real deal like he has told me things and friends things in private that were like we don't i don't understand what you're how did you get that right you know and i've seen him do a gallery reading where he picks up on uh information from loved ones that have passed on i'm trying to get Teresa caputo to come on my podcast just because i love her so much I love, she's the nicest person. I actually met her <gasps> last, I met her in 20, uh, at the Christmas, at the, the company Christmas party in 2019. Uh, and we got, we got a picture. Oh my God. Everything. You have to text me the picture. She was very sweet. Have you ever gone to a place and it's been not haunted and no matter what you do and you're like, well, we tried people, but there's literally nothing here. Yeah. yeah. And those are the, those are the ones that people are like, well, you know, what, what happens when you get that? Do you show that on television? The answer is yes. Oh. Like, yes, of course we will, because no one should want their house to be haunted. No. Like you shouldn't want to be a haunted person with a haunted house. Like, no, no. So if we, so if we can come in and rationally explain what's happening, you know, like there's high EMFs that are coming from the power lines that are make, cause you know, EMFs can cause hallucinations and make you sick to your stomach. Like, right. Cause you have some kind of meter and things I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's, we use, we use normal like devices that people use to test for high energy fields of like, that's naturally occurring, like uh-huh. power lines, unexposed wire. Those things can create paranoia, uh, make people feel sick make people hallucinate if they're sensitive to high emfs so it's it's like if we can come in and tell you naturally why we think this is occurring that is a good thing yes you know and we aren't doctors and we aren't medical professionals but there have been times where we say the first thing that you need to do is see someone you need to see someone who can help you with this before you immediately blame your problems on the paranormal, because that's just the easy way out. Wow. That is wow. Okay. I just (laughs) thought that's, it is deep because it's people's (laughs) lives. And I'm sure that a lot of times they're like, please help me. I can't stop hearing rattling chains or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, have you seen 
a doctor. Right. When's the last time you've been to the doctor? Right. And they're like, oh, well, we haven't gone in years. years. That's what you first should do. Like when people come up to me and they say, you know, our, our daughter is like, whatever it is, you know, thoughts of suicide or like angry or they're yeah. in a bad place. Your first thing is like, please do not blame that on a ghost. Right. A Go. demon did not jump into your daughter's no. body. Your daughter just might no. need some antidepressants for a minute. Right. Might need you to stop hounding her about right. this. Her grades. Whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Right. Now, I'm just, we're going to, I have to eat this incredible food, ah! which I don't even think I've mentioned because I'm so fascinated by ghosts and paranormal things i i don't ever want to watch a horror movie my boyfriend goes with his friends to watch horror movies on his own when that when the movie theaters were open like he hasn't watched a horror movie in a year because i will not allow it to happen in our house i'm too afraid so i could just talk to you and i i have one quick pitch for a new ghost show it would be me and you adam okay. our theater backgrounds lend themselves to america's most haunted theaters I, you know, that's been talked about. And you have me who's afraid of it. It's like an odd couple slash, like I am the scared <laughs> every man theater person, right? I did seven Broadway shows. Right. I know my way around right. the theater. And then yeah. you are the bonafide ghost hunter expert. And we spend an overnight in a theater. I like that idea. It's definitely been, been, been talked about. I mean, I, I believe that most theaters are haunted, Yes. Right? I know Patty LaPone mentioned in her biography that she was visited by the ghost of Ava Perone <gasps> twice. Once the night before uh, opening night, I believe she came to her bedside. Uh, her mother oh was with her, God. I think. And then in her dressing room at the theater opening night, I feel like the ghost of Ava Perone showed up oh to be like, God. give her blessing. Don't I mean if I could really scare you if you wanted to talk about some really crazy stuff, but I think you should eat first. I eat know first. I have to eat. I'm and sorry. This is the longest I've ever talked to a guest before eating because yeah. I literally am so fascinated by what you do. But I want to know how you got I want to know I want to know where how you procured the items and what you did. Oh yeah, this is know. super easy. Somebody else made them. I didn't make them. So okay, we're good. doing collard greens <laughs> and black eyed peas, which is two items. Now right. I usually collard allow greens, a guest peas. one item, but I was so yeah. excited to have you that I was like, okay, we'll do two <laughs> items with Adam. It's totally fine. But I don't want future guests to think that they're going to get to have two items. This is only for Adam because he's a ghost hunter and I'm terrified of ghosts and fascinated and we're going to do america's most haunted theaters adam and jimmy yeah you know what i i'm glad you're doing two items because if you had said no i might have sent a ghost to your house oh my god all right <laughs> don't even just kidding all right so i have them i went to this wonderful barbecue place in pasadena believe it or not called bonnie b's Okay. And they had black eyed peas and collard greens. A lot of the barbecue places I looked for don't have both. This place had Amazing. both. And I knew it was a real good soul food barbecue place. I was like, they have both. This is what I'm doing. So they're just in little plastic tins, you know, little yeah. plastic. But I haven't opened them. I haven't smelled them. I've wanted to have collard greens for so long. But to be honest with you, I'm not a green lover. Yeah, Are you I understand. a green lover? Do you have a lot of green things in your diet? I do like green things. I do like green things. But I tend I tend to like throw... Do you have Tabasco sauce nearby? Nope. All I, I just... And here's the thing too. Like I want to taste the pure greens and the okay. pure peas. Okay. A lot of okay. people say to me like, put some sauce or this sauce, that. I usually yeah. try to veer away because I want the pure experience. 
Then I will say I'm gonna I will say you're gonna like I mean you you should like it if they spiced it right correctly you will right. you should like it but I tend to throw you know a little Tabasco on it make and a you little... just talked about something hog jowl hog jowl yeah I mean Ooh, here's the tea so good. it's bacon from from the jowl of mm-hmm. cheek good. you know Ooh. cheek bacon the thing is so what you're what you're experiencing is half of a New Year's tradition for yes. southern you know and like I we this glo- see this glory collard greens in a can that I was just brought <laughs> I always have some sitting somewhere so look it's a tradition in the south because you're from Alabama originally from Alabama that you on New Year's Day you have black eyed peas collard greens hog jowl cabbage but we forgo the cabbage i mean that's just too much mm-hmm. um but you're supposed to eat these things and it brings you good luck so uh hog jowl you cannot find i mean i cannot find anywhere i have to order it from an online company right but it's basically it's basically really fatty thick bacon it's che- it's from the cheek of a pig and you said the collard greens represent money and the peas represent the coins or something did you say that or did yeah I, that up? I didn't say that I, I didn't say that i feel like that's what it is i mean i just I tend to just eat it because I've been told that this brings you luck and I'm like, we got to eat it. But you also do enjoy the taste, right? Oh yeah. I okay. think collard greens are very, very good. And there are, it, collard greens are not easy to make. It takes a lot of, you know, have to take out the stems. and it Yeah, because you emailed time. me and you were like, you can just get it in a can. And I was like, I'm not cooking. I would much rather just yeah. pay ten dollars to have the collard greens and peas yeah collard green collards usually come in like a big bag it's like the same as spinach like you could take a whole bag of spinach and whittle it down and you have like a cup right right you know it's like the same <laughs> concept and they're they're very good and i'm i'm anxious to see what you think about these barbecue ones now i'm or, opening the collard greens they look yeah. wet so they're cooked in some kind of juice or something yeah, they should have like a, yeah. All right, I got a little juice on my finger, but I'm going to just wipe that off. All right, there's a little <laughs> juice. These look good. I'm going to show you on Zoom here. We're doing okay. this on Zoom. Oh, yeah. They, they look, look good. good and kind of glossy. Do they have any like uh, bacon or fat in them? No, like they don't fat? even have no. bacon at this place. Because I asked her, I said, do you have bacon? Because oh. I was going to have them like put the bacon in with it. They don't even have bacon at this Bonnie B. Okay. No, Bonnie B okay. is not, the B is not for bacon. Yeah, so we're talking. We're talking. These are these are going to be some really good plain Jane collards. I'm anxious to hear. I'm anxious to see what I they're am in. Too. Now I'm opening the piece. I should eat them together or separate. I say try them separately and then throw them together. At oh, one a lot point, of pea juice just really came good. out. This like juice of the peas, and it spilled a little on my laptop, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll be able to pay for a new laptop when we do America's Most Haunted Theaters. Right? You never, I mean, I that, that's a paycheck. I, I'm too afraid to do it. All right. The black eye, so is there any, like, there's no, they're just peas. There's no, like. No, they're just peas. They're, they're brown. Uh-huh. They're brown, and then they have the black eyes. Yeah, black eyed peas. Black eyed peas are really good. I mean, I will say everyone out there listening. Sorry, I'm cleaning the juice off of my laptop. We don't go through the trouble of like, you know, usually you're supposed to get the peas and soak them overnight, you know, and then cook them. I I don't have time for that. I buy everything in a can and then I spice them up. Like, Is there a soul food restaurant in Provincetown? I don't think of that as a soul food kind of hub. No, you know, there are a couple of places that have like the canteen could have soul food. I think Max Seafood sometimes has like a, there's a lot, we have a great um, Jamaican presence. Oh, really? So we get a lot of oxtail. I saw a lot of white lesbians when I was there with kids. 
Well, you know, there are that. I didn't see a diverse community. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of Jamaican families and their kids. And so we have like, you know, we have places like Irie Eats that makes oxtail and they have I had oxtail on this podcast. Guess what? It was delicious. Delish. So So good. So delish. Careful with the bones, but they're really good. You can't eat the bones. All right, I'm taking the collard greens. So wait, did you say to eat them together or separate? Try them separate first. All right, I'm going to try the collard greens first. Now, I'm not a green fan. I have my Diet Coke here just in case things really go off the rails. (laughs) But here's the collard greens. This is a fairly large bite. You can... Yep. You can I'm, say, I'm ver- verify. I'll you verify. Can verify. That was a that was a word I was looking for. Thank you. All right, I'll collard verify. greens with Adam Berry. More juice. Hold on. More juice just fell. This is the juiciest thing. More juice just fell onto my laptop. Usually, when we scoop them out of the pot, we use a slotted spoon because it doesn't hold much soup. Into the woods reference for my musical Thank theater you. queens listening. Thank you. You thought you would get that one by me, but Adam, you can't. I, I know. I'm a musical there. theater sleuth. All right. I'm now holding the whole plate. I have a plate. Collard greens. First time with Adam I'm... Berry, ghost hunter expert, kindred spirits, executive <laughs> producer of America's <laughs> Scariest Theaters with Jimmy and Adam. <laughs> I'm, and action. I'm sc- more scared of ghosts than I am of these collard greens. Here I go. They're going to be good. I think. I hope. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't make them. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, you hate them. No. You know what? Oh, wait. Mm. Interesting. What Whoa. are you feeling? They're spicy. Oh, people. <clears throat> Adam, it's spicy on the back of my throat. Good. Is it supposed yes. to be spicy like that? You know, I think they did that. Uh, I think they did it on purpose. I mean, how spicy, though? Are it was talking- a little... So this is what happened. I bit into it and I thought, oh my God, this almost tastes like a soup. Yeah. It tasted like a delicious, almost like a chickeny soup. Mm -hmm. Then as I kept going, I felt the enormous explosion of spice on the back of my throat, which scared me for a minute. Yeah. Now I'm back to just delicious soup, but that's quite good. I'm going to go in for a second bite. How often, while I eat my second bite, tell me. How often would you say you have collard greens? I would probably say, well, they're always, we always have some because we like to have you know, some sort of veg with our meals. So I would say, you know, maybe twice, maybe oh, wow. twice a month. I mean, it, it's, they interchange between like uh, collard greens and then you can get mixed greens, which is like collard and kale and oh, spinach. These are quite and then we have, good. Yeah, I mean, I what I love about collard greens is people usually spice them up, right? So it's These sort of spicy. masking masking the taste of grass because most people are like, I can't eat. Ugh, I, hate I the don't taste, taste of grass. grass at all. These don't. T- these are really good. They've made them properly. Because now I have to tell you, I've I've said to a couple of my friends, like, I'm going to eat collard greens tomorrow. Tomorrow, collard greens. I've been like, you're not going to like them. You're not going to like them. I love them. I'm shocked. Well, I will say, people make their greens in many different ways right so i've had like under seasoned greens before and that's not a fun thing to have because then you're like okay well give me some salt because this thing needs salt it needs flavor you got to flavor the green i'm not a rabbit you know and i think it's a i think it's a good way of you know getting those southern kids to put down the mountain dew and grab a fork and eat some greens mountain dew all right, that was good, and I'm shocked and so happy I enjoyed those collard greens. Yay. 
Good. I'm very surprised. I was really prepared not to enjoy them. Now we're going to go to Black Eyed Peas. Now, let me tell you, I enjoy regular peas, just green peas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a similar kind of a pea? So, uh, Adam, I just saw a hand above your head. Was that a ghost? No, that was Ben. He okay, because I just turned, saw a hand the do the thermostat, and I thought, oh, my God. Well, Adam, you're probably surrounded by people wanting to come through you. Through me? No. Like I, like Teresa Caputo or something. Oh, I do have a lot of haunted uh, artifacts in the house. So oh there's probably somebody God. here. And now that I'm talking to you, they're going to try osmos into Don't come your here, ghosts. I'm doing my peas. I don't have time for any ghosts. I, I'm not a big English pea kind of fan. If it's in a pot, pot pie, fine. These should be good. These is are this different. Is an English pea? No, 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 no. This is a well, said pea. green pea. Well, you said a green oh, pea. Oh, a green pea. See, I enjoy a shepherd's pie. Delish. See, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be that. It can't but I be like peas itself. and potatoes. Delicious. I like a pea. You're going to like this. How would you say these are different than a green pea? I uh, they taste completely different to me. Like okay. green pea has like a tangy, like a tangy, like aftertaste kind of thing. Mm. This is more uh, hearty. Okay. I would say buttery, hearty. It should, it might be a little salty. Oh, I just smelled it. It smells good. It almost smells like a lentil soup. I think it's gonna be great. I actually, yeah. I wonder if it's lentily. Yeah, I think it's a little lentily. And those are going to be good. If the collards were good, because the collards are hard, those are going to be good. Collards were great. Okay, first time Black Eyed Peas now with Adam Berry. Love it. Of Kindred Spirit. I'm not going to do the whole intro again. That's I mean, you could. You could, but I, I like Executive producer. Uh, America's um, Scariest Theaters. America's with Adam Scariest and Jimmy. Theaters. Okay. With Adam and Jimmy. You can go first in yeah. Adam and Jimmy. It doesn't have to be Jimmy and Adam if you want. No, it will be Adam and Jimmy. Okay, fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. All right, here I go. Peas, black eyed peas. Let's see. Face is looking good. You're a little. Uh oh. Okay. I'm nervous now. No. Now, mm, that is very multi layered tasting. Is it spicy? Here comes a little heat. See, the Bonnie B. Bonnie B, she lets you chew it for a minute, and then Miss Bonnie's yeah. like, and now I'm going to throw you some heat. So yeah. then she threw me some heat. Yeah. Now, I like them fine, but they're not super delicious to me. Not like the collard greens where I was like, wow, this is comfort foodie. This is like yeah. super delicious. These are good. What do you compare them to? Mm, that's a good question. I can't really compare them. They are a little bit spicy, which is good. I'm going to take another right. bite. I like to do two bites. Stir it up, stir it up oh, though. Stir it get, up. Like, get down to the, what if things settle? Oh, there's settle. rice underneath down. here. What? There's white rice in here, Adam. I didn't even uh, know. Sacrilegious. <gasps> well, then I'm not going to have any rice. I wonder I'm if just, it's just to cut the spice. May, uh, I don't, they may serve it like that. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I've had it. I, had sweet, black, I don't know. They're black eyed peas with white rice. Rice on the bottom. I don't uh-uh. I say uh-uh. No? Oh, boy. All right. I'm uh. going to have another bite of these. I, just, I like to do two bites because the first bite, I'm just nervous that it's going to be horrible. And then when I'm like, oh, this isn't horrible, then I can take a second bite to really yeah, yeah. get the thing. All right. Second bite. Hmm. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Well, now, well, wait. Now you got to do a third quick bite and do black eyed peas and collards together really quick. Okay. I'm going to do black eyes. All right. Here's some collards, which I love. Like they touched your plate. Yeah, Put them together. Good. Tell me what you think. Right, well, you need like some cornbread to sop it up. I know. Oh my god! Did your mother make these? Uh, yeah, my mother made them. My granny made them. Taught me how to make them. I make her my granny's cornbread. Oh, I'm gonna try this yeah. now. All right, both together. 
That's the winner. I think mm-hmm. that's the winner. Mm-hmm. See, that's a complimenting flavors. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And think if you had a nice pig piece of thick bacon, you mm. bite into that. Mm. You know, I really like that. I'm not kidding. Well, good. I'm, thank you. Good. I'm shocked. <laughs> Me too, actually. I mean, a lot, a lot of people like collard greens. Now, Adam, I have a question from a listener. They have written in to okay. babymouthpodcast at gmail.com with a food nightmare, a food problem, a food question. Yep. Hi, Jimmy. Love the show. I'm a city girl who moved to Montana five years ago. I now live with my wonderful boyfriend who was born and raised in Montana and is an avid hunter. He and his dad go hunting several times a season and process the meat, elk, antelope, etc. I recognize that this is part of his family culture and is a lovely gesture. I also recognize this is one of the most humane and sustainable ways to eat meat, which I didn't even think about, but I guess that's true. However, game meat grosses me out beyond belief. I don't know if this reaction is a product of my upbringing or if it's just an acquired taste. I feel rude not wanting to eat the game meat that's lovingly prepared for me. I don't want to be disrespectful to my partner's family or the innocent animal who died for my benefit. How do I navigate this? Many thanks, Sophia Webb. Thank you, Sophia, for writing in. And thank you for telling me you love the show. I love you back. Adam? Has your husband, his family, have ever been to a dinner where something was served and you knew it would be rude if you didn't eat it? And so you just, what's your advice for Sophia? I'm going to say sauce. There's got to be some sauce somewhere. I thought the same exact Right? Like, get some A1, some Heinz 57, some whatever kind of sauce. Cause I've been at restaurants where you order that thing where you're like, no, this looks really good. I haven't had it. Or like, I haven't had it before. And then you eat it and it tastes gamey like elk. Yeah. That's what she says. Elk. I've had things again, especially in Colorado. And the thing is you could get, you can cut that with a piece of like some sauce or some melted cheese or like, there's got to be something you can do. And I just, you know, eat everything else along with it. If you leave a little meat behind, you know, you're full. You've ate everything else. I think it's great that you didn't say, just tell your your husband, boyfriend, not that you're not going to eat the meat. I think it's good that, you're, that we're going to try to help Sophia because I think that it would be really rude. This is like a cultural family. Mm. I bet this guy's dad's dad did this with his father. Like, I think it's a whole thing. Okay. But to, uh, look, when you're with the family, this is what you should be doing. But when you're with him, you don't have to eat it in front of him. Right. Yeah. The, God, your relationship should be solid enough where you're like, right. you know, honey, this is not my favorite thing. And this is what I'm going to do at this dinner. Right. I'm going to eat as much as I can. It's not my favorite. And also, you know, there are ways, maybe they aren't preparing it right. There are ways that you can prepare that meat, whether maybe. you're marinating it. And you're doing things like that that make it not so gamey. I mean, the reason why, <laughs> unfortunately, our processed meats and things from that taste the way they do is because they're all fed the same yeah. generic stuff. Yeah. And so I think there's a workaround. There's a workaround there for Sophia. And I think sauce is involved. I think sauce is definitely a thing. If there's some mashed potatoes, you could bury the elk in the mashed potatoes or corn. Hide it. Hide it. Or, you know, hide it under the mash, put mash on top of it. That's and what just I'm saying. You could it. surround the meat yeah. with other flavors you enjoy. I think that's yeah. a great workaround because nobody's really 
scrutinizing the fork that you're making before you eat it. You know what I mean? Nobody's going no, like, no. well, Adam put mashed potatoes and peas and corn over his elk before he ate the bite. Yeah. I think yeah, just no. mask that flavor. Mask it. And then, you know, it helps to have some wine yeah. or like, you know, a drink <laughs> on the side. I love it. Where you're like, where you're like, I have to eat or I'm yeah. going to be drunk. But I think you know? that's good. I enjoy that. Mask the thing that you don't want to eat with other things that you yeah. enjoy. Sophia, yeah. I think we answered your question beautifully. Adam, we have another segment on this podcast. It is a segment huh. that I started weeks ago. And frankly, I wish I never started it. Okay. What is it? What it's am I called doing? Acquired Taste. Oh, God. Okay. So weeks and weeks ago, I tried an olive for the first time. I never had an <gasps> olive. You ever had an olive? I saw... I. I saw a clip of that of you of talking about olives. I have I love I used to hate olives and I love olives. Okay, now wait. This is literally acquired taste. Okay, yeah. Because I did not enjoy the olive and then my guest and everyone that I've told has said, "Well, they're an acquired taste. They're an acquired taste." And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, so I am now every week on this podcast doing an experiment and I'm eating the olives every week to see if they get any better. So far, they have not. And one guest, <laughs> Farley Elliott, who's the senior editor of uh, Eater Los Angeles, he told me yeah. that he thinks I'm never going to like olives because it's too late for me to acquire anything in my life. No, impossible. What kind of olives? Are they green olives? Are they? These are Castelvetrano olives. Let me see the label. Let me see. It, oh, they're good. They're from the yeah. Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they pitted? Or they're pitted. They still have the they, pit? No, they have pits. Look, here's the thing. Those olives that you are showing me, those green olives, I used to hate them. And it's more about I, I I still do not like the juice as much. The juice. The the salty juice. If you bring me a martini with olives in it, I will throw it back at you. Like <laughs> I want my vodka chilled in a glass with no vermouth, and I want you to not touch it. Don't put juice in it. Don't shake it in a shaker that has juice in it. Stop it. I agree. I can eat the olives by themselves, and I don't. And I think it's an acquired taste. I think it was, you know what it was? It was blue cheese stuffed olives <gasps> that first got me to that level. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah. So I sort of tricked my palate to be like, oh, these blue cheese stuffed olives are good. And I like the saltiness. And then now I can eat those. But I can't, I don't like the juice. Now, so now you could eat these even without the blue cheese. You could just eat the olives and you enjoy them? Maybe like one or two. If they're on Here's the thing. I'm not going to seek them out, but if they're sitting in front of me at a party on a platter, I might have one or two. Or if they're like on the side of the cocktail where they just like bring it to you like on a stick, you know? Yes. I might might eat one or two of them, but I'm not going to sit down and eat like four or five. Now, are the green ones, do you like black as well or just green? I can stand the black ones, but only on pizza. I I don't eat them by themselves. Um, and the green ones are usually the most, well, the green ones are the one you see most often, you know? And then there are the purple ones that my husband uses for like dishes, like with chicken and make a Greek dish with the purple. Oh, and feta cheese with an olive will knock you out. Really? What? Yes. Feta cheese stuffed olives. I didn't know. I'm going to try this olive again, acquired taste. I, I am not kidding. Did I just spill more juice? I did not. This is a juicy episode. Oh my God. This is the juiciest episode. Juicy. So far, it's so baby. juicy. <laughs> um, I really regret this segment because I haven't enjoyed them yet. I think this might be the third or fourth time now that I've had an olive, but let me you try it. it. Right, I believe in see. you. Mm. 
No, you don't like it. They're no, too the face salty. says it all. No, it's the same fucking thing every week. I don't know why I did this to myself. They're not good. Um, no, no. I think everyone out. Okay, so uh, there's something I'm going to introduce you to, and I wish I had introduced it to you. Maybe I'll have to come back on. You'll have to eat them. But they're called Tom Olives. T-O-M Olives. Tom Olives. Really? What's a Tom Olive? Okay. It's uh, it's a company that we buy. Uh, I get them from Old South. Uh, it is a pickled tomato. It is a baby tomato, oh. right? That are pickled, and then you, when you eat them, they, you know, they like they have like a like a pickle taste, kind of. Um, but they're baby tomatoes that are unripened. They're green, and they they pickle them, and I put those in drinks. Interesting. They're incredible. I just ate. I just ate an, a tomato for the first time. I'm sorry, a tomato. Now I've had tomato sauce. I've had ketchup, of course. I've had many products, like a tomato, but like an actual piece of tomato in a sandwich. Never had that before. No, why? Never. Why? I was too afraid to eat tomatoes. I just thought they were oh. probably gross. Guess what? They're delicious. They were kind of watery. Well, and you're in California, right? Yes, and we even grow tomatoes. Some of the best. I produce I have ever had I come in California. I know you come guys should now. move to California. I, you know, the options are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> options are in the air. Is there anything else you want to say about ghosts? I'm just so fa- I'm so There's so much we can talk about. Oh my but god! I, here's the thing. I think what people need to understand is first they should watch Kindred Spirits on the Discovery Plus app. I'm going to be watching app. it, even though I'm going to be afraid. You're going to love it, and you know if if you're going to check a couple of seasons season five that's out now uh new episode drops every saturday it's the it's one of the best it is the best season we've ever done watch it uh, and try to take from it what you will but really the only way to really understand what we do is is doing your own research and like looking for it your own way i mean we do this outside of television we do conventions and events and we do lectures and we have people in this field that aren't on television that spend their entire careers studying the unknown and the supernatural you know enjoy it for what it is which is a documentary based uh show but then also do your own research if you're curious about it like dig into it and maybe you'll be a little less afraid yeah i i feel less afraid because you taught me that the ghosts don't have to really be feared they're not going to try to hurt me in any way no does something just move behind you stop it i'm just kidding adam goodbye (laughs) that is how we're ending this podcast now i'm terrified thank you for being on baby mouth adam berry i can't wait to watch you on kindred spirits and i'm scared thank you for having me all right everybody you know what time it is it's time to call lois my mother collard greens black eyed peas there's like a five percent chance this woman has eaten this let's see here she comes into the room i hope hello lois can you hear me Yes, I can. I just got you. Oh, good. Am I very loud? No, you're good. God, you look like you're all wrapped up. Are you going on a ski <laughs> a ski slope? It's cold. Oh, it's cold. Oh, it's about 75 degrees here. It's like uh, 30 something here. Yeah. Don't try not to play with the thing too much because that's your microphone and then it just crackles and people don't really want to listen right. to that when they're in their car or at home. Or wherever they might be listening to your dulcet tones. Okay, son. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with the insults. Oh, yes, boy. Son. I'm not insulting. I'm just telling you to not 
play with the wire because it, it scratches. Okay. Don't you ever see not- that on like talk shows when people have a microphone on their on their shirt and then they go to touch it and it goes, you know, that's not, all. Not really. Oh, well, it's not an insult. I'm just, you know, it's just better for everybody. Okay. But yeah, no, you look very bundled. Well, I was cold, but it, it's warmer upstairs than down. Is there snow on the ground there? No. A little bit still, you oh. know, like on the grass, not on the sidewalks or streets or anything. But there's a little snow still around. Oh, I don't know how. It's so funny because, you know, I lived there, of course, forever. I grew up there. I went to NYU. I lived in New York City for 15 years. And once you live in California for like a year, you can't ever imagine living anywhere else because you're so spoiled by the weather. I know, but I like four seasons. I like it. I mean, I don't like when it snows and you got a shovel, but I do like the four seasons changing. Well, this week, mom. Okay. First, before I even tell you the food, I have to tell you who my guest was. My guest is this guy, Adam Berry. He is the host of Kindred Spirits on Discovery Plus. He's a ghost hunter. Okay. Yes. No response to that. No, I think a ghost. No, I think I've seen that advertised on Discovery Plus, and uh, but I never watched it or anything. Yeah, Kindred Spirits. Now, a ghost hunter. He goes to these places that are haunted old hospitals, mental institutions, cemeteries, and he looks for ghosts. Oh, brother. And he likes doing this? Could you? Um, yeah, he loves it. Can you imagine? No, I can't. No, no way. Have you ever seen a ghost or felt the presence of a ghost or a spirit in your life? Nope. No. Did you ever have a dream of like a dead person that came to visit you in a dream or anything? Oh, yeah. Like I have I have dreams of dead persons, but not a ghost. Now, do you think that was the dead person coming to visit you? I have no idea. I never really dwelled on it and thought about it. <laughs> I have no idea if they're coming to visit. You had a dream about somebody dead and you didn't think about whether maybe that was really the dead person. You just put it out of your mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I, 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 I would tell you, Rhodey, I had a dream about daddy and this or that, but you know, I never went thought anything beyond that. You never thought it was him. No, I thought it was him. Yes, but I don't know if I thought it was him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, do you think it was his spirit or do you think it was just, yeah, I don't or know. just a I dream? Never, you know what I mean? I think it was just a dream. That he must have been on my mind or someone, whoever I dreamt of. You don't believe in like psychics or mediums or anything? People that talk to the dead, you don't think they're there real? Are people, there are psychics, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I believe what they say. Half of it, I think it's made up. <laughs> yeah, but like you ever watched the Long Island Medium or any of the mediums? I think I watched her once or twice. And you didn't like and it? And Rhodey saw her in person. Oh boy, did she get a reading? She was right in the front row. I don't. I don't remember what happened, but um, she she saw that uh, Long Island lady. Long Island medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not working. Well, I, I mean, just, it's your seventy four. Tired. Seventy four years old plus pandemic. You know, equals no brain I know, movement. This you pandemic know, I is me. getting to me. Well, we're almost there, but. 
I just I just wonder you don't believe in it. So so you would never go to a medium or a psychic or a fortune teller or a palm reader? No. No. I cuz I I don't think I would believe what they said. And you know what's interesting like with me cuz people go like psychics, astrologers, I don't even want to know. Like I don't want to know what's going to happen in my life. Let me just experience and live it. I uh, come at- yeah huh take it as it take it as it comes whatever yeah take it as it comes i just do are you somebody who would want to know the future if somebody said like you're gonna die in 15 years or you're gonna win a lot of money i know right but people people love that stuff i don't know sometimes you see the people they're very convincing i know but usually they just tell you general stuff they don't really didn't my brother go to a psychic or a medium or something? Who, Michael? Michael, yeah. Didn't he go and he said he want hope that grandma came was going to come through, remember? No, I don't remember anything. Oh, I don't I, think he ever went. He's I not thought he type. did. No, I thought he went to a medium or a psychic. I don't remember that one. And you've never seen a ghost or a spirit or felt a presence? No. I mean, I have dreams, but, that, you know, I wake up and I know. I wake up and I know it's a dream. It's not like you don't remember like a specific dream that you had. Nah, they're they're usually all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I only dream about celebrities, Mom. Isn't that weird? Oh no, that is weird. That's a uh, probably that's in your mind all the time. But I, yes. my dreams are all all mixed up. What do you mean mixed up? Like I don't know, you're dreaming one thing and then you're dreaming something else, and yeah. But um, usually, I'm always lost. I'm usually in my dreams. I'm always lost. Oh, I don't know where I'm going. Oh, I'm always lost. And do you find your way or no? Yeah, but I'm always at a point somewhere in the dream that I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going or uh, it's always the same thing. We're going to have to look that up and see what it means. It must mean something if you're consistently dreaming that you're lost, you know? Yeah. What does it mean? I know, it means you're nuts. <laughs> well, it could be that you're nuts, but... <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes, like, I'll smell Grandma Rosie's perfume. Not Grandma Rosie, Grandma Susie. Grandma Su- yeah, Grandma like, Rosie. Her perfume, or I'll smell her house. Like, her house had a certain smell to it. The how, you know, the Yeah, because she was always cooking. Yeah, so, like, I'll smell that and go, oh, that smells like Grandma Susie's house you know so you wonder yeah, yeah. Like, is that them coming through to give you a message i know you, you think but i mean you believe knows? in heaven don't you of course yeah. yes well if you believe in heaven why wouldn't you believe that people are trying to get through to you they probably are who knows That's i don't know but yeah. i never nobody ever came down and said oh lois blah 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 well that would be weird yeah how about ufos you believe in ufos not really no <laughs> No, I don't believe in anything. I'm shocked that you don't believe in these things. I mean, no, really, I don't believe in UFOs. It's no, no surprise. A bunch of garbage. Well, you think about the galaxy, and you know we are we the universe, and there's multiple of the same thing. I mean, there's probably life out there somewhere. It's infinite, right? Right. Wouldn't you think that probably. the people could come here and and look at the planet, like we go to look at Mars and the Moon? I know, but I don't think there's anybody on those planets. You don't think there's any life on the planets? Exactly. 
I don't. All right. That's all right. You're entitled to your opinion. Nobody your opinion. really knows. Right. I mean, I think there is a li- I think they have discovered that there are cells and life and things, you know what I mean? In yeah. the water, in the soil, that things can live on them. There's not like right. a walking around. Right, right. You know, but I, I think there is life on other planets. That has been, that has been proven, I think. I know. They were trying to find out about Mars when the, they just went up there. But I don't know. I didn't hear what Did they found out. Did you see any of the um, videos or photos of Mars? They're incredible. Oh yeah, they're all yeah. They were on the news. Yeah, it's incredible. Would you like to go into space? No, <laughs> go into space. No. Would you no. like to go? No, me no. neither. People want to go. There's so many mm. people. No, I know they want to have like commuter flights to the moon. I'd like to I send know. a few people to the moon. But I'm not interested in going. I like going on an airplane, but I'm not interested in going to the moon. It just seems a little risky. I know. You might never come back. Oh, I just, I think it might give me anxiety to see the earth so small down there like that. I'm I'm good right here. I'm fine. (laughs) You You got it. Yeah, you probably feel the same way, but... I do. You know, this week with Adam, the ghost hunter, we ate collard greens and black-eyed peas well what did you put on it nothing no 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 so listen i went to this soul food restaurant in pasadena and got collard greens and black-eyed peas just as side dishes and the collar you know do you know what collard greens are have you heard of them before yeah i've heard of them okay it's just like a cabbage it's like a kale like a cabbage and a kale yeah kale and I wasn't sure if I was going to like them because I don't really like that many green things. I don't even love lettuce, you know, whatever. I don't really care yeah, about lettuce. Yeah. But these were made in a way that were delicious. Adam was saying that they're real. it's very, very dependent upon how they're made. Made, exactly. And these collard greens tasted almost like a chicken soup. And then it has a little bit of pepper at the end of it. So you get a little kick. In your yeah, throat? Yeah, yeah. But it was like a comforting chicken soup. Really? Oh, it was so good. And then the black-eyed peas are delicious with it. You put them with, they taste kind of like peas. They're like smushy, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It was very good. I'm surprised you... Uh... See, I would never even think of even trying it. Well, have you ever even been to a restaurant that has collard greens? Because a lot of places don't. I think only like specifically Southern restaurants. You know, if we, like when we would go on vacation to Myrtle Beach, I bet we could have found South Carolina. We could have found found them, yeah. Collard greens to try, and they were so good. They were very, very comforting. Good. Well, won't you enjoy them? Yeah. But I don't think I would ever taste. I might like if you went to a restaurant, just yeah. like take a bite. But yeah, but if to you go out and buy them and make them, I- well, I couldn't make them. I would not know how to make them because the way this restaurant prepared them was wonderful. It was so well. He good. knew that restaurant prepared them like that. No, I just looked up a soul food restaurant. In the greater Los Angeles area that had collard greens and black eyed peas. And this place, Bonnie B's, had it. So I ordered them. I went over to Bonnie B. And she gave me the collard greens and the black eyed peas. And they were delish. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed them. What kind of greens do you like? Well, I like spinach. Those kind of things. Broccoli. uh, Yeah. Well, you know, lettuces. Yeah. What other greens? 
Pea, well, peas. peas. Well, they're yeah. not. They're not really green. Yes, they are. Well, but peas are green in color. Yeah, and these black-eyed peas are very similar to regular peas. You would like peas. them. Yeah, I love peas. Yeah, Rhody loves peas. That's her favorite. <laughs> yeah. String beans. You eat a lot of green lot stuff. Of asparagus, yeah. do you like? Uh, no. The really? kids like asparagus. Why don't you like asparagus? I don't know. I just don't like them. I don't like asparagus. I don't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> the asparagus, you just put some butter on and it's delicious. I know. The kids like them. I like asparagus. Mikey makes them. Well, little Carrie likes sushi. <laughs> wow. You know, spinach, um, spinach, I, is spinach fine, I love. But broccoli, I can't get into. Oh, broccoli, I love. Really? What do you put on the broccoli? You just steam it? Yeah, you steam it. You can put salt, pepper. You could put a little olive oil or butter or a wow. little garlic. Yeah, I don't like all those vegetables. Oh, delicious. And spinach, I love too. Spinach in a lasagna is very and good. Gar and gar you could put the broccoli and, and macaroni. It's delicious. Gava deal and broccoli. Yeah, you like that? No, I never had it. Oh. I tried broccoli one time and literally my friend Jesse had to feed it to me to get me to eat it because I didn't want to eat it. I don't like the texture of the tree part of the broccoli. You know, there's a yeah, part of it that looks hard. like a big yeah. tree. Yeah. I don't enjoy that. The stems. Yeah. You don't mind that texture? No. You're not really a texture person. No. <laughs> Meaning like textures <laughs> don't bother you when you eat them. No, no. If I like something, I'll eat it. I'll what about it. like slimy things? You eat anything slimy? Ugh, no. no. Like what? Like clams or something like Oysters, that? Oysters, no clams. No. Well, you don't eat never. any seafood. See, you go, ooh, that's why I don't eat seafood, people. This is a. This is literally why. Right. I don't like, well, you know, I only like a couple kinds of fish. That's it. Have you tried oysters ever? No, and I, I won't try them. I won't, I don't like clams. I don't like mussels. oysters. No, daddy loves mussels. I don't you like them You won't even try either. one? Why don't you try nope. it? I might've tried it years ago, but I don't like them. Daddy eats them. He likes them. I don't even know. I think you have to open those up or something. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Like I don't like lobster. Oh, I like lobster. People love lob lobster. I'm going to have to have that again, but I had it once and it was good. Yeah, that Michael, Risa, they yeah. all, and Daddy, they all. Uh, how are you doing with your olives? <laughs> are you acquiring your taste? Not really, to be honest with you. Have you had any olives lately? Yeah, I just had some of my salad tonight. Oh, black ones or green ones? Green ones with oh. the with the little uh, pimento in them. I mean, they are a little bitter, but I don't know. I like them. And I love black olives. Well, we like different things for sure. Yeah. Have you ever tried Mexican food ever? Yeah, Mexican food, um, like chili. <laughs> Isn't that Mexican? No, chili is not. I don't think chili is a Mexican food. Well, I what think is there might Mexican? be Mexican chili, but I don't think the kind of chili that you tried. An enchilada, a quesadilla, a taco, a burrito. No, I don't like that either. I've tried them. No, you haven't. I tried taco when I was working. I don't like them. You would love a burrito. It's Probably, just chicken but... and rice and beans. It's everything you like. I know. Well, I don't like the beans. <laughs> you don't have to have beans in it. Oh. You can have them take the beans out. What is that place I have chili at? Uh, what's that Mexican place? 
Chili's. Isn't it called Chili's? Isn't oh, that Mexican? But you're asking me, what's the place they have chili at? Chili's? Well, that's where I had the chili. So that's Mexican there, isn't it? At Chili's. But it's. I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, authentic. authentic. <laughs> yeah, it's not authentic Mexican. Well, anyway. Well, what are you doing tonight? Big Friday night? No. Sometimes I watch my lottery dream house. You know, people that won the lottery. Yeah. Do you play the lottery? No. Daddy no? has stopped. <gasps> we, Daddy was playing the lottery all the time. Tickets, this and that. And since the pandemic started, he never went in the store again. And we're saving tons of money. Wow. Really? Really? That's I didn't know that. Yeah. Daddy hasn't gone to the store down the corner, the candy wow. store. Wow. Since the lottery started. No, not I mean, since, since the no. pandemic. The pandemic started. <laughs> you poor woman. Since the pandemic started. Your brain is fried. The brain is fried. Oh, I'm tired tonight. 74 <laughs> plus pandemic equals fried brain. I know. It equals cuckoo bird. But that's interesting. I didn't know he stopped playing. That's good. I mean, but you had won a couple times, right? What's the most you ever yeah, won but on it the New Jersey lottery? I don't want $1,000 once. Yeah, but you probably. Uh, couple, oh, how many years ago? But it doesn't equal out to the money you're spending, no matter what you win. How much a week do you think daddy would spend on pickets back in the day? Oh, I don't know. It was different. It was all different. Like sometimes he'd buy, buy them, then he wouldn't buy some, then he'd buy different ones. And I have yeah. no idea. You don't do scratch tickets or anything? No, no more. No, no he hasn't and, gone to the store. And you do save a lot of money. Yes, a lot of money. So that's a good thing. You could save it up for when the pandemic's over and you can go back to Atlantic City and play the slots. Well, now he has that his iPad and he, he doesn't play for money, but he plays the slot games on there and he's happy with Oh, that's He doesn't great. even want to go to down to Atlantic City oh, or any place. That's great. And it's no not real money. No. And he yeah, he play he plays it, you know, and he it seems to be fine for him because he doesn't even want to go. And you don't care about going to Atlantic City? No, I don't care. Wow. And what about, um, does he still play the horses or no? I don't think, uh, maybe, but he, maybe like $2, you know, he doesn't play a lot of money. That's great. I don't even know if he still plays them because that's on the computer upstairs. I don't know if he still plays them or not. That's great, Mom. It is. Yeah, save your money. Yeah. Save my money for my children. No, you should go on a trip when this is over. We'll see. Oh, all right, mom. Have a good night. You too, and stay safe. The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. I'm